Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. I love boxing. Um, And they were kind of like, really? You like boxing? I'm like, oh, no, I love boxing. I would be that person in my house with my dog um, and would be like, you know, come on, hit up, come on, don't be a sissy, come on. You know, I I would get into it. Like, I would be the the guy on the sideline that wasn't talking while I would talk for him. So that has been a, a little love of mine. I don't watch it all that much anymore. I used to. So one thing, there's a few things that I like about boxing that this past week as I was praying and um, asking the Lord, you know, what do you want me to share on, that he highlighted to me about boxing. There is a confidence and a boldness that comes over boxers Um, When they're talking, when they enter the ring, you know, they don't walk down into the ring looking all timid and afraid. You know, they have this like, oh, yeah, buddy, you don't stepped on the wrong person today. I'm coming in and I'm coming in to take you out. I love that. I love that as they enter the ring and they begin to box, that there's a resilience, that even though they get punched, even though they get knocked down, they get up and they're resilient. They keep going. They keep fighting. They don't throw in the towel. And lastly, I love that they always have people in their corner to affirm them. They don't ever walk into the ring all by themselves. You know, they got to take care of everything. They're the only one encouraging themselves. They always have someone in the corner to affirm them. You got this. You can do this. Come on. I love that. I want to share tonight about us. You know, we may enter the ring, but I want to encourage you tonight with this message. We can resist the devil. We can live a righteous life in a fallen world, and we can have victory in every situation and every circumstance, because the title of my message tonight is, Greater is He. You are not of this world. Amen? So if you'd stand with me, we're going to be reading tonight in John 15, as well as 1 John 4. And we're going to start in verse 18 in John 15 and read to 21. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have come, chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember that I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they obey my teachings, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. In 1 John 4, 4 through 6, you are of God, little children, You have overcome them, them being the agents of Satan. 
Because he who is in you is greater than he, being Satan and all his minions, who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Father, I pray tonight that as you've laid this word upon my heart, God, that you would be with me, that your spirit would help me to deliver it the way that you wish to deliver it. I pray for every ear that hears it. May they receive out of it that which you have for them. And Lord, may we walk out of here tonight knowing that greater is you. We have victory over every situation in every circumstance. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You know, when we get saved, there's not this, okay, um, Satan goes around and he says, oh, that one's saved, so I skip over that one. Oh, that one's saved, so I skip over that one. That is not, as we all know, how he works. He has a tactic that when we get saved, He is going to try his hardest to get us back into the sinful world that we've been rescued from. You know, temptation can step in. You know, you can get into that ring and things can get tight. Things can get hard. Things can get dark. And we can throw in the towel. We can take that white towel of surrender and throw it in and go right back into the lifestyle we were rescued from. But tonight I want to talk about a boxer and I want to compare it because like a boxer, they train and they're prepared. They don't know for sure what the opponent is going to do when they step in that ring, but they train and they're prepared for anything to happen. They always walk in confidence when they enter the fight. And they listen to their trainer in the midst of the fight. And we need to do the same. So I'm going to look at three areas tonight. Renewing your mind, walking in the spirit and power of God, and receiving and following God's counsel. So renewing your mind, this is the time when you're training and you're preparing. And it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And I like that it says every thought. Because some good thoughts, they need to be taken captive. Romans 12, 2a, the first part, it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the last verse I want to share is Ephesians 4, 21 through 24 in the New Living Translation. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature, nature, and form a way of life which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. 
put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Every day should look like a training day. Every day is a training day. You know, when we are in training, um, you know, I had a friend that was training for the first time to run a triathlon. And it was like, okay, well, let's do a free day. Let's, like, just have a free day where you're not, like, watching your calories. You're not doing all of this. And she's like, oh, no. Every day is a training day, whether I'm with my trainer or not, because I have to be prepared. And if I slip just one day, one day can become two days. Two days can become three days. And before you know it, I've thrown it all away. So every day should be a training day. In the times that we are living in today, it is not a time or a season to be a casual Christian. In the time and season that we are living in, it's not a time to be laxed and laid back and wait till something's going on. Wait till something's stirring. Wait until the enemy comes and attack. We need to be ready. Satan always comes in like a thief. I don't know about you, but I've never had him come in and, and try to bring things into my life or try to do things, and he announced it before he did it. I have never seen that. He comes in slyly. He comes in in a sneaky way. But when you've been trained and you're prepared, you're ready. Even when the blow comes from a blind side, you're ready. If we do not renew our minds and take every thought captive, and I stress every thought captive, we may not see the punch, and we may get knocked out of the will of God. Now, I think about the obvious things. You know, we, I, I just said Satan doesn't, he doesn't put a flag up. Here I come, I'm coming. He doesn't do that. But there are things that we all can say are obvious traps. Lust, greed, uh, sexual immorality, pride. There's those obvious things that we know. But one thing that I've noticed and I've seen um, just in the time that um, I've done transformations um, you know, I've, I've been, I'll invite somebody and, and they'll say, oh, I don't have a drug problem. And then I'm like, okay, but you might have something you're struggling with. No, you know, I have anxiety, but I don't have a drug problem. I'm not addicted to anything. So, you know, your ministry isn't really for me. It's for people that, you know, those people. And unbeknownst to them, that's a tactic of the enemy. And that blow can blow you out just as much as lust can blow you out. Depression can blow you right out of the will of God just as much as sexual immorality or pornography. So we need to be ready. Even with the things that aren't obvious, we need to be ready. When Satan plants even a thought, if we let it bud, 
it can cause our decisions and our actions to fall out of the will and way of God. Because we'll start to act primarily out of the flesh and not out of the spirit. We must renew our mind, surrendering all our thoughts, taking them captive and bringing them before the Lord. As we do, we will find that our minds are not governed by the flesh, but they are governed by the spirit, which enables us to decipher what is from Satan and what is from God. Renew your mind. Be in training every day. Be in preparation and on guard every day. We don't know the hour nor the time that Satan will come and try to bring in a trap. But if we're trained and prepared, it doesn't matter when he does. We're ready. We're ready. This last year, um, I had a thing that happened that I was not prepared for. Um, If somebody had told me this is going to happen in the midst of your family, I would have, I'm like, no, not my family. But it happened. And I remember somebody telling me, wow, you're really like responding to that very well. I don't know that I could respond that well. I don't know that, that my response would be as well as your response. And I said, oh, it's not my response. Because my flesh tells me to respond. But my spirit says, my, well, let me change it back. My flesh said react. My spirit said you respond and you respond rightly. And had I not been trained and prepared for something that I was not expecting. See, sometimes we're in training and we're preparing and we're preparing for the worst. Don't prepare for the worst. Just prepare to be like, you know what? Satan, no matter what you throw at me, big or small, I will be ready. You may see and think I'm not. Oh, but I'm going to be ready. And that's exactly what happened. I wasn't training or preparing for something like this to happen, but when it did, I knew how to respond. I knew how to take my thoughts of what I wanted to do in the flesh captive, and I allowed the Spirit of God to help me to respond and to respond rightly. And out of that right response, God worked in my favor in a great and profound way. Renew your mind, get trained, and be prepared. Secondly, we have to walk in the spirit and power of God. Ephesians 3.20 in the New Living, New Living Translation. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power to work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and intimidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And lastly, 2 Peter 1.3, His divine power has given us everything. Not some things. It has given us everything. We need 
for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. The spirit of God will not only keep you on track with, our, with your life, but he has the power to impart the overcoming power that he has. He's already done it. He's already defeated the enemy. So why not walk in his spirit and his power that can be imparted into us? We don't have to pay for it. It's already been paid. We don't, in a sense, have to even work for it. Because it's available for us. He did everything. He did the work. He paid the bill. We just have to walk in it. Have you ever watched a show, been around a group of people, or heard or saw something that before it didn't bother you? Didn't bother you at all. I was like, eh, no biggie. But in time now, you watch the show and you're like, eh, mm-mm, off. Um, I don't know if I should hang out with that group of people right now in this season in my life. I need to separate myself because something a little different, something isn't filling. That's walking in the spirit of God. That's being, again, prepared and knowing because the spirit will show you things that the enemy has totally blinded you to in the past. People in your life may not understand why something that didn't bother you before bothers you now. They may not understand why something you used to do, you don't do no more. However, as you walk in the spirit and power of God, they will see something different. That something different about you is very evident. When you see boxers and, and, and they're, they're walking around and, and, and they're, you know, they're in the process of training and they do these different interviews, but then when it comes to the actual match night, you can see their progression. You can see how the training and the things that they've done, that they walk, they're walking a little bit more broad. They're a little bit bigger than they were when they started. They're a little bit more even confident, almost to the point that they're cocky. From the time they started to the time they walk in that ring. And people take notice. People will take notice of you. They'll notice something is different about you. Before I got saved, I really, really struggled with depression. Depression gripped me in great capacities, which resorted to the drinking and just not caring about myself. Um, I never, you know, I tell people, they're like, oh, you look so good in yellow. You look so good in color. Yeah, well, if you'd have known me back in 2001, yeah, I wasn't wearing no color. I wasn't about to put any color on. I wore black and brown. 
That's all I wore. I did not wear colors. Because depression had a grip on me that, you know, every day was just a survival day. Every day was just getting through. And I went to a service in Anchorage at Malden Commune Assembly. And I had hit the low of the low. And I remember going to the service, and it was in this service that I gave my heart to the Lord. And I remember, um, you know, just praying and receiving the Spirit of God and the power of God that would come and cleanse me and wash me of all the things that I had that had me bound. And that was a Friday. They were doing, um, it was Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flame. So I went through the weekend, and I went back to work on Monday. And every person I worked with asked, what did you do this weekend? And I was like, why? Oh, you walked up in here totally different than the way you walked out on Friday. What happened to you over the weekend? Because something happened to you. Yeah, because I was walking in the spirit, free from every demonic thing that had me bound, that they saw the representation of God coming through me. When you walk about... Walk in the spirit. Walk in the power. You're not cocky. You're not stuck up. You know who you are. You know who you are. And that's okay. Because people will take notice. Romans 8.37 says, In all things we are more, not just, we're more, than conquerors through him who loved us. Lastly, a boxer never enters the ring alone. He always has his trainer and a group of people in his corner, his or her. Let me repeat that. His or her, because there's some girl boxers. Okay. Another day, another time. Who knows? I've always wanted to do it, so who knows? But anyway, I just want to do the, yeah, that's all I want to do without hitting myself in the face. But anyway, (laughs) but they always walk in with somebody. They've always got a group of people in their corner. Now, let me get this straight. There is no man or woman that can replace the key role of the spirit of God. There is no man or woman. However, God does lead us to godly counsel from men and women of God. So this next uh, point is receiving and following God's counsel, the trainers. Now I want to point out that this is a two-part. Because there are some people, they have no problem receiving. They'll go... Sister Betty, they'll go to Auntie Marie, and they'll go to all these great men and women of God, and they'll receive. But the key is, are you following? 
You can't just receive. You got to receive and follow. So Proverbs is loaded with scripture, the backup counsel. But I picked three, so you can go read on your own the others. But Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. Proverbs twelve fifteen: the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he who heeds counsel is wise. And Proverbs 19, 20 through 21. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. We need to always keep people in our lives that will truly, truly speak to us and glean from them. Be transparent with them and allow them to speak into your life. Pastor Daniel has said, who's got your shut up card? Who's got your shut up card? I was sharing with transformations about having somebody in your corner or having people in your corner that have your shut up card. But here is a key thing. Don't go pick people that are going to say what you want to hear. Sometimes we need to be purposeful to pick those that we know we don't want to hear what they have to say. Because they're going to tell you the truth. They're going to tell you, girlfriend, pull up your bootstraps, pick it up, and keep on going. You don't need people in your corner that have your shut up card that really don't even have a shut up card. They just, oh yeah, I know, it's hard. It's a struggle, it's a struggle for me too. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay if you bend the rules a little bit. I got your shut up card, girl. Just bend it a little, it's okay. That is not your shut up card person. That's not who you wanna go to. You wanna go over here where Betty's gonna tell you about yourself. And she's going to tell you in love. She's going to tell you things you don't want to hear. But as she tells you, she's telling you because she loves you. She's telling you or he's telling you because they know what God has put in you. And they want to see you get to the finish line. That's who should have your shut up card. That's who you go to for godly counsel. Because they're going to speak the truth. Amen. One of the greatest fights that I love, I don't even say anything. There was no me on the sideline trying to encourage or pump up because they didn't need any. But it is one of the greatest fights uh, ever. For, this is me, one of the greatest fights for me. And that is the fight of David versus Goliath. Because... It is a fight that is not of this world, but a fight where greater is he was very evident because it was a lightweight versus a heavyweight. And you don't see that traditionally. So we're going to pick up the story in 1 Samuel where David is now, he's, he's told Saul, I'm going to go and I'm going to face Goliath. 
I'm going to go do it. And this is what Saul does. In 1 Samuel 17, 38 through 40, it says, Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword, this is Saul's sword, over the tunic and tried walking around. But he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five stones, smooth stones from the stream, put them in his pouch, put, oh, put, them, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. The world will always try to clothe you in what is in the natural. But we serve a supernatural God that operates on a completely different level. God will say, I'll fight your battle. We got this. The world might say, oh, take him to court, sue him. Don't let the world depict what you use to fight your battle. Let God. We come to the next part of the great boxing match. In 1 Samuel 17, 43 through 46, he, Goliath, said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I will give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Amen. I love the pre-match debate. Where the two, you know, oh, you know, I got you. Da, da, da. I pity the fool. You know, they, <coughs> you know, they come and they talk their talk. The two opponents, they're talking their talk. Satan will come to you and he will try to intimidate you. He will come with his smooth tongue. Oh, you don't got nothing on me. I got you. I got you where I want to. But can I tell you tonight, you have the word and you have the power of God. Don't be just a hearer of the word, but it says be a doer of the word. And you can go against any little words he's got to say, any little tactics he tries to bring, any type of intimidation, you give it right back to him. And then we see the TKO. 1 Samuel 17, 48 and 50. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out his stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone stunk into his head and he fell 
face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him and won by a T-K-O. Amen? We can do the same. We can do the same because greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. Tonight, our main scripture was John, 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children. We're all children of God. You are little children and have overcome them. You've overcome Satan. You've overcome the works of darkness because he, God Almighty, who is in you, is greater. He is greater and bigger and stronger than Satan and any of his minions who is in this world. In Strong's 3528, it says, have overcome, it states, to conquer, be victorious, overcome, prevail, subdue. Tonight, I want you to know that you have the capability to conquer the enemy. You have the capability to be victorious, to prevail, and subdue the works of the enemy. When we accept God into our heart, surrendering everything to him and allow the truth and power to flow through us, renewing our mind, walking in the spirit and power of God and receiving and following God counsel that we can see that same TKO. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty 28, 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I just ended my membership at the Alaska Club because just with our schedule and different things that we have going on, we're going to try something new this year for homeschool. But I'm going to tell you, there's a gym I will never end my membership. And it was a free membership. And that's the gym of God. God Yoke Ministry. Its doors never close. It's open 24-7. Minister Kimmy preached on Wednesday about accessing. You have access. You don't need a special pass. This gym is always opened and ready to train and prepare you for the enemy and to have victory. I asked Minister Micah to come up, and as we close, that first step to a membership is salvation. Revelations 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. 
2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away and behold, all new. All things have become new. When you enter a gym, there should be a transformation that happens as you work out, as you eat right. But it takes the step of walking through the door. You can't like park in the parking lot of the gym and go, yeah, all right. Oh, I just lost 10 pounds. Come on. Yeah. No. You got to walk through the door. Okay, you can't walk in the door and sit in the locker room. Uh, 10 pounds. Come on. Yes. This is awesome. No. You can't do that. You got to make the next step. You go get on the equipment or you go to a workout class. There's steps you have to take to get to that place. And the same is with the gym of God. It starts by walking through that door and saying, here I am, God. I'm signing up tonight. I'm signing up for a lifetime eternity membership into your gym. Here I am. And that might be you tonight. Where you're simply going to walk through that door and sign that membership card. But maybe tonight you're not ready to face the opponent. Are you standing on the truth that greater is he that lives in you? Maybe you're struggling in an area. Maybe you're feeling weary today because you've been fighting a battle. Did you hear that? You have been fighting the battle. That weariness and that burden is because you are fighting the battle. You too walk through the door. Join that membership. Get that God yoke ministry in you. Get that resilience in you. That when the enemy comes and he taunts you and he's teasing you and he's mimicking you and mocking you, that you can be like David and say, oh, no, buddy, you don't messed with the wrong child because you don't know who my dad is. You don't know who's standing over here in my corner that's been training me, preparing me, and helping me to walk this thing out. And you and no other minion is going to stop me. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.